0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Can Marketing Save the Planet podcast. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Jamie Cromie, who is co-founder and director at Too Good To Go. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you guys for inviting me. Pleasure to, pleasure to be here. And what a fantastic title to a, to a podcast. I love it.
0: I think, I don't know, people must be living under a rock if they haven't heard about Too Good to Go, to be fair. Um, it, you're absolutely everywhere in terms of your presence. And i just wondering if you could start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and how Too Good to Go came about.
1: Yeah, it would be my, it would be my pleasure. So I guess for those that, that don't know Too Good to Go or have been under, under the rock, as you put it, Gemma, um, we are a social impact company. And a company that fights fights food waste. So we're a we're a B Corp, and what that means is we're organisations which align people, planet, purpose, and profit. And uh, we keep them all on the same sort of um, uh, keep them all aligned. And what we are very much known for is our mobile app, which which effectively is a marketplace for surplus food. So it is a a platform which connects people like myself and you guys with businesses who have surplus food for sale so a really simple and effective way for people to proactively reduce food waste fight food waste but also be empowered to uh, to collect some amazing food at reduced prices
2: fantastic <laughs> fantastic and and I can say that my my daughter at university is a big too good to go uh, fan <laughs>
1: Love to hear it. Love yeah, to hear it.
2: She is. And of course, I mean, I in prep for this, I was just, I mean, Gemma and I, when we when we researched and wrote Sustainable Marketing, How to Drive Profits with Purpose, we did do a whole chapter around waste. And um, and I remember doing research around food waste, and it was staggering, just in the UK, how much food waste there was. It was a little bit hopeful because I, I believe our, our food waste has been reducing over the years but still it's like it's a ridiculous number isn't it it's like I can't remember the number but something like 6.6 6. 6. 6 million tons of food is um is wasted uh is that is that in a day or
1: no, so it's, so in the UK we waste around uh 10 <laughs> uh, 10 millions 10 million tons of food every single year wow Globally, it's around 1.3 billion tons. But you know, when we when we're talking in these types of numbers, it's just it's too big for for us to quantify, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 just it's just crazy. So, one way to sort of phrase it is forty percent of the food that we produce ends up being wasted. Forty percent, which you know, I, I've been talking about this for the past seven years, and that never gets any less shocking. Wow. The, the the more times I say it, but essentially, what that means is that we use a landmass the size of China to produce food, which ultimately gets thrown in the bin.
2: Crazy.
1: <laughs> a landmass the size of China. Yeah, it is. It is scandalous. But you know, food waste is. It's it's such a important issue, not just because of the sort of moral side of things when we, you know, when, when we think of of food being thrown away. And I think we can all sort of agree that. That throwing food away just doesn't make any any sort of moral sense. But it's also having huge implications, one, on our pockets. You know, it costs yep. us so much money. You know, in the UK, we spend £20 billion pounds a year on food waste, £20 billion. Putting that into context, that's around eight times more than our annual police budget. So we spend more on throwing food away than we do on public services. Again, doesn't make sense to me. But it's also a huge like social problem.
2: Mm. So
1: I've talked a bit about morality there, but you know when we when we think of the amount of hunger and poverty in the world, you know there's like eight hundred and eighty million people go to bed hungry each day. In the UK, we now have millions of people using um using food banks on a daily basis. Yet there's more than enough food being produced to feed everyone. And then finally, we see food waste through the lens of environmentalism. and yeah, food waste itself accounts for 10% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions, mm. 10%. And that's not food production. We're just purely talking about food waste there. Yeah. And what this means is that if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitter after the US and China. So it really is a huge, huge environmental um, issue as well. And one which I hope we can all agree is a bit of this like low hanging fruit. It's so easy for us. To to action and 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 take action against.
2: And and Jamie, when you talk about, I mean that is enormous numbers, and, and it's shocking, isn't it? When you think about the context of the waste in in all of those different elements—the social, the environmental, um, and, and and the kind of economical—I mean, it just doesn't make sense commercially. What percentage of that forty percent of food waste is actually edible waste? You know, when I say that, what I mean is the food. Is wasted I mean some of that will be it, it needs to be wasted because you know it's it's things that's like byproducts of like maybe eggshells and things that we're not but we're not necessarily going to eat but a lot of that food that is wasted is still edible isn't it which is I suppose how why do, too good to go uh, works so effectively
1: precisely yes yeah. so we yeah the the exact figures yeah, there there isn't necessarily a a precise percentage, but yeah. the the way in which we can break uh, food waste down is between you know food waste and food loss, and essentially when we talk about food loss, Michelle, as you as you as you put it, there is um is is inedible food, so food which you know we can't eat, and um you know that's that could be anything from the core of a of a mango through to the shells of an egg. Um, but then there is food waste, which is very much talking about um, edible food. Mm. And the reason why we have so much edible food waste is through a whole host of efficiencies uh, or inefficiencies, inefficiencies, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that can be everything from the infrastructure around our food system. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, food which spoils because there is a lack of refrigeration um, or, you know, the transportation there just is insufficient as well. And then it can go through to um, things further up the supply chain, which is more about overconsumption. So uh, that could be everything from retailers purchasing too much of one mm-hmm. item or, or um, to us as consumers, you know, wasting food in our in our home. So there's a whole variety of reasons there for why we're throwing food away. Um but a lot of it is because, or in essence, it's all there because we have a broken food system. You know, the food system itself just is not, is not fit for purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. And as a result, there is a huge amount, an unforgivable amount of, uh, of wastage, which is a result of, uh, of a broken food system.
0: I think you know, and I think a lot of the a lot of the conversations Michelle and I have are around this overconsumption. You know, this need it, want it, have to have it now. And as marketing, we've made that journey easier and easier. You know, it's how do you how do you get people to hit that purchase button? How do you get people to buy more? And you know, I think I made a comment recently on on LinkedIn around I think. The sheer fact we have so much waste in the world shows that we are just consuming beyond our needs, and, and it needs to stop. And I think what Too Good to Go are doing uh, have shown and brought to light the fact that this food can be used in other ways. It, there is it's so unnecessary um, for it to go in the bin. And I think supermarkets have spent a lot of time hiding behind the fact that there's use by dates and sell by dates and best before dates, and that you know health and safety reasons prevent them from And taking that forward I just wonder if you could just talk about you know the organizations and the businesses that you work with because I guess one of the key things is around that community and and that stakeholder sort of collaboration that Too Good To Go have been so successful in bringing everyone together to to download the app and get on board
1: with it. Of course yeah no it'd be be my pleasure Gemma and I I love I love what you've touched on there because here at Too Good To Go and yeah, we look at the journey we've been on over over the past seven years, and it's been a journey in which there's been huge, huge amounts of growth. It's it's really is fantastic to see. So we've gone from uh, from nothing essentially in uh, in 2015 through to now. We're an organisation which works with over 110,000 different food businesses. We have over 50 million different users of our app who collectively have rescued. Over 110 million meals from going to waste. And this is what's so exciting for me mm-hmm. is one, it demonstrates that that one, people, people are super interested and, and super behind a movement which is about doing something positive for the planet and doing something which is reducing food waste. But it also shows how businesses are, 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 are wanting to do something proactive. And really taking positive steps to do things to help our planet and to proactively reduce their food waste as well. So it's really showing how you know, green enterprises and, and how green business is the way forward. And I I fundamentally believe that social impact businesses are the are the are the are the way in which we can get out of this this climate mess in which we're in, really highlighting how profit for purpose and how business can be utilized as a force for good to change people's attitudes change people's behaviors but ultimately bring about system change too
2: i think that's such an important uh, you know just prior to this recording i've been i've been on a a, a discussion with um, a number of cmo's talking about the impact of sustainability and some of their challenges and and purpose came up a few times uh, and and as you say this profits with purpose this being purpose led we interviewed thomas colster on this podcast actually who he's the author of good for and the hero trap and and he said you know that organizations um have almost got purpose wrong you know they they're almost using purpose <laughs> as a campaign rather than actually and, and 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 i went back actually to a guy called hamish pringle who Twenty years ago, wrote a book that really was very pivotal for me personally as a marketer. It was called Brand Spirit, and it was about cause-related marketing. And I remember reading it in 1999 when it came out, and he was at Sarch's at the time. And he talks a lot about purpose-led and, and, and you know purpose-led mm. uh, marketing, business, and, and some of the initiatives. And I went back to him recently to say. You know, Hamish, I don't know what you're doing. He's an artist now, he's, he's not even in Adland anymore. But, um, and he was, he said, you know, the problem is, Michelle, is that most organizations missed back then and are still missing the wider piece when it comes to purpose. They think that this pur- purpose is, is about what they are and what they want to do. And they forget the relationship with the external world and the external values of the audiences that they're serving. And, you know that i kind of it's almost echoing what thomas is saying more more recently that it's about what you enable your audiences to become and that's what too good to go is doing isn't it it is yes you're on purpose but you're allowing through these 50 million users through these 110,000 businesses others the opportunity to do good in the world too because often there isn't the infrastructure or the accessibility for others to, to either know what they can do or access what it is that they want to do. So you're facilitating um, that, that ability for others to get on purpose.
1: Precisely. Yeah. And I think you know it's really interesting hearing uh, what what you're saying there. And for us, I think what makes us stand out is our entire business model is centred around having impact. Mm. It's not a. Um, it's not something which is a second thought or something which is a byproduct. It literally is the core of what we do. So we, as you say, facilitate. We we yeah. we connect individuals with businesses who have surplus food, and we empower both businesses and individuals to uh, to have a positive impact. So they're rescuing food uh, from going to waste. Now our leading KPI and how we monitor our own success is, a, is what we, 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 we refer to as our meal sake. So the more meals that we save, the more successful we are as an organization. But ultimately, the more successful uh, you know, or the most, more benefit we're bringing to the planet. And so our own success directly correlates with our own positive environmental impact. And I think that yeah. is where we've shown that business can be a force for good. And we're really showing that purpose has to be and can be that leading light. And that for me is um, is the most sort of inspiring thing when we look at how uh, this journey we've been on over the past uh, six, seven years and demonstrating, as I say, that, that business can be this vehicle for good.
0: For sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, what, what, a, what an objective and a KPI to have. I mean, that's one that you can't really argue with, is it? It makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning and I think, you know, you, you do a lot of work with, with communities and schools as well, don't you, around, around I guess, raising, raising awareness around food waste and ways, raising awareness around how you can combat it and how we can work together to reduce it. So can you just tell us a little bit about the work you do with the schools?
1: My pleasure. So I hope what you've what's come across clearly now is, is impact is what drives us. Mm-hmm. And yes. it can be impact which is driven through our app. But we recognize that the marketplace um, is only one way to measure that impact. And so we want to go above and beyond just facilitating people rescuing food, but trying to look at some of those some of those root causes as well. And and education becomes a whole sort of part of this. You know, we know this is about. Uh, building awareness, and this is about making sure people understand the scale and gravity of the issue of food waste. You know, I think mm. if we reflect back to what I said earlier about there being the financial, social, and environmental consequences of food waste, we it can shake shake people up a bit. Mm. But ultimately, as I say, we want to go just beyond um, the the marketplace itself, and this is where we've done lots of different works with with schools. And it's essentially the idea here. Is to inspire and empower young people, so that they don't continue to make the same mistakes that we are making today, mm. and can be more, um, uh, more enlightened, more educated, and more aware, so that we don't have to uh, continue making these mistakes tomorrow. So, some of the some of the, the the initiatives we've run have been, you know, things like poetry competitions. So it might seem like a sort of bizarre thing, but in, in essence, what, what we've been trying to do is to create a way and establish a way in which we can include uh, food waste within the national curriculum in the UK. So creating a, a, a concept in which teachers could either use it within their lesson plans or set it as a, as a piece of homework, but really finding a way in which to connect yeah, food waste within um within that national curriculum. So using using poetry as a vehicle to get uh to get young people, as I say, to become more aware about it. And this was a initiative which was backed by Defra, so the government department for environment and and rural affairs. And yeah, we had some amazing, amazing responses. It really was fantastic seeing uh, seeing the creativity. Uh, but outside of that. What we've also done is worked with the United Nations, um, with the Food and Agriculture Organization, to create a bank of resources for teachers to use, in order to um, you know to to have lesson plans and have resources to enable them to to create um you know to create lessons which have a theme of food waste and bring this essence of our food systems into the classroom and start um and start uh, bringing it to life that way. More okay. recently, we've also worked with the um, educational min- ministry in France, where we've created an even sort of larger bank of resources. And these are now we've got sort of games like snakes and ladders around food waste. So really, really fun and interactive uh, pieces of uh, pieces of work there for, for teachers to engage with. And really, as I say, about inspiring the youth of today to challenge and, and, and change the way that they, they think about food and our food system.
2: So that's yeah, brilliant, brilliant, and and again, it all starts with that education piece, and the, the, like you say, the gamification of making this tangible and and that understanding. So, I mean, we've interviewed a few a, a few B Corps on this podcast, and and when it comes to marketing, some of them have said, "Oh, we didn't really, we don't really focus on marketing. We just talk about what it is that we do." And I suppose for you, it's a similar situation, Jamie. Is it?
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, okay. we really do believe in marketing. And, and what I mean by that is we see our brand as, as this really sort of like precious diamond, you know, like Too Good To Go is this amazing diamond, which we just keep wanting to polish.
0: Sure. Um,
1: because it, it's it's about trying to, as I say, change people's attitudes and change people's behaviors. And yep. when we look at, you know, Too Good To Go and you know what it is we're trying to do is, yes, we... We are a way in which people can achieve food more affordably, but ultimately, what it is we're trying to do, as I say, is change these attitudes, change these behaviours, so we can start thinking about this climate crisis in a way in which we can alter some of our behaviours, alter some of the way in which we think, but also start looking at that bigger picture. You know, empowering businesses to alter the way in which they, um, which they currently deal with wastage, and also you know use our use our influence. To help guide, um, help guide policy. You know, help shape policy to shake up our food system as well. And so, I do see uh, Too Good to Go, our brand and our marketing as a as a whole way in which you know we can demonstrate a positive way for for, for positive behaviour change, which is about aligning, you know, people, planet, purpose, and 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 profit as well. Yeah.
0: And I, I think you know, I, I was, I've been all over your website, looking at all of the different things you do and how you communicate and how you use that network. And I think you've got probably one of the most successful and powerful ways of marketing what you do, because word of mouth seems to be whether it's people getting involved in Too Good To Go and, and getting the bags, whether it's the businesses that sign up to it um, who talk to each other and then get other other businesses within the community sign up. That word of mouth is probably the most trusted form of marketing isn't it out there where people recommend stuff
1: for sure for sure and that organic piece of marketing is Mm. is definitely something which um we we have certainly um benefited from and and ultimately that really comes from having like a great experience and you know i i I'll go back to talking about the the wider climate crisis, but I'll I'll um I'll come back into this this topic here. But when we when we often talk about uh, the climate crisis itself and how food waste is feeding climate change, we do often you know centre on the doom and gloom of it all. You know, it becomes something which is quite you know burdensome. It becomes quite overwhelming. And what we're trying to do here is 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 make it clear that people can do like one small thing. And this one small thing is like rescuing food. And it becomes something which is which is simple. You know, it becomes something which is you know, really accessible, but it also becomes something which is fun. Yeah. And you know, it's it's really important to create, you know, habits which are fun. Um, it's really important, as I say, to to make something like climate change, which is which is engaging for people, because that that doom and gloom message will only go so far but if we can engage people if we can empower them and we can make it fun then that that's where the real magic happens and i i always say to people you know what's more fun than going to a french patisserie and getting a load of uh, amazing delicious uh, treats you know bake, yeah. bakery you know all of that that that, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff it doesn't get much better than that so it really is as i say about having this positive experience and uh, and that and that there uh, helps to fuel that organic word of mouth
2: yeah and I think that's such a valid point uh, and and again this the doom and gloom it it's sell the sizzle isn't it um you, you know uh, and and supporting supporting again it goes back to that helping people to you know, be empowered to, to transform them into and facilitate what it is they can do to contribute, which is, and I love the language you use, which is clearly part of your brand narrative here about saving and rescuing. Again, very empowering as individuals to feel that they are doing their bit to save food, but ultimately save the planet, you know, to rescue, rescue food, but also rescue humanity from this, this doom and gloom, you know, or potential doom and gloom. Mm. So the language is very connected it's it's clearly you know all very joined up with regards to the uh, the brand voice and you know the purpose of of what it is that you are are focusing what about some of the challenges you've had to come of uh, come uh, you know overcome jamie have there been has it all been just such a everybody rushing to support you and and or have you found that there have been challenges that you've had to 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 deal with
1: Sure. No, there's been no challenges whatsoever. I mean, it's been completely smooth sailing, right?
2: Now. <laughs> I don't believe you.
1: <coughs> yes. No. There have been many challenges. Many challenges, indeed. Hey, you know, I think you know if we if we just sort of look back at, to this this past sort of six seven year period, and we're essentially sort of creating a a new category of 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 business, right? Like. Mm fighting food waste businesses didn't really exist nope. uh, prior to 2015 so you know we've had that whole uh, challenge in which um in which to you know create this this niche for ourselves and establish this niche um ultimately what we want to be able to do is 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 bring food waste and fighting food waste or uh, you know something which is which is totally mainstream and for us our whole mission is about you know dreaming of a planet with no food waste so ultimately we want everybody to be using tickets yeah. go all of the time and so we you know it's it's about you know reaching that uh, that mass market and you know if we look at what that food waste space was like you know 6 7 years ago you know it was pretty lonely um, whereas you know you look at it now and there's a whole load of innovation happening uh, within this area you know yeah. fellow b corps which are yeah. you know they've they've established um you know smart bins using um, AI technology to beers made from surplus bread so you know we've got the likes of winnow and, and toast ale to condiments which are made from uh, surplus root fruit and veg like rubies so you yeah. know it's it's great to see this this level of innovation which is happening within that space but I guess yeah one of those one of those challenges was about trying to move beyond those early adopters you know how mm-hmm. do we how do we make fighting food waste something which you know there is no stigma attached i'm sure that you know we've uh we've all probably you know felt a, a little bit of stigma if we went uh shopping for yellow stickers you know and now actually we're trying to tell people the opposite that you know mm-hmm. yellow sticker shopping yeah. is such a positive thing you know we're yeah. fighting food waste yeah um, and that should be a, a badge of honor rather than something that you put to the bottom of the trolley yep. um so those would be would be some of those those challenges as well and and then when we look at it from the perspective of the businesses which we work with. That's been a challenge itself in, in terms of getting some of these, these larger brands to be involved. So we now work with some fantastic um, you know, chains across uh, the UK, across Europe, uh, and across North America. So the likes of like, Morrison Supermarket, of Pret-a-Manger, of Starbucks, of you know, Costa Coffee, of Car and ultimately, you know when we first started, these these brands, you know they, they well, it's not that they didn't want to work with us, but we didn't have a proven uh, business case. And so you know that was a challenge in terms of you know finding ways in which to really work with them. But ultimately, you know we are working with them now, which is the positive I want to focus on, because it shows this uh, almost this this transition in mindset in how businesses are wanting to to do things positive and are wanting to do things proactively.
0: Now, Jamie, we like to ask all our guests for the podcast the same quick five questions to wrap up the show. So our first question to you is, can marketing save the planet?
1: Can marketing save the planet? I mean, I really should have guessed that that question was going to come up, shouldn't I? Um, I think in short, I hope what I've been uh, talking about today gives a level of optimism that I genuinely feel marketing can save you know, marketing can be just like business can be a huge force for good when implemented in the right way. And ultimately, what we're trying to do at togo to Go is is change attitudes, change behaviours, and this is all through marketing itself. It's it's demonstrating to people that there are positive actions that we can have that have a fantastic consequence on society. So yes, in short, my uh, my answer would be uh, I totally believe marketing can can help save, save the planet but it's all about ensuring it's being channeled in the right way yep. um and and being used as I say as this force and be, vehicle for good
2: yep absolutely and, and and that is our mission too to, to, to you know you're on your impact mission uh, around uh, food waste we're on our impact mission to encourage marketers to 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 do that, you know, to to channel their powers mm. for good in the right way.
1: Just building on that as well, Michelle is is you're you're totally right. You know, there's there's no reason why um, you know being a profitable business uh, has to stand in isolation. Mm-mm. You know, you can be a a what I I would refer to as a sustainable business, one which is self-sustaining. It has a sustainable business model, but it also has you know a sustainable element in which it's helping helping society or helping the environment or helping people. And those are not mutually exclusive. But what we, we can demonstrate and ourselves included is that when they are married together, that is when some real awesome magic happens. Yeah. And so, yeah, totally yeah. believe marketing can, uh, can save the planet.
2: Yeah. And I mean, and we've, we, you know, there are numbers of when we, Gemma and I do a number of various talks, you know, we, we, we show so many examples of where good business is good for business, you know, and those examples yeah. just keep growing and growing and growing. It's kind of like, you know, you know, join all the dots. And this really mm. does bring that momentum together because it, it's, it's just people empowerment, business empowerment, you know, everybody, productivity goes up, everybody feels good about what they're doing. And it, it can be an imp- incredible um incredible force for good so yeah i couldn't agree more on that jamie so our next question that we like to ask all of our guests is and i suppose this is where you it's going to align with some of the things you've talked about already is what do you hope business looks like in 10 years time
1: in 10 years time what do i hope business looks like well i guess building on what you just sort of mentioned there i hope that the status quo is entirely different, and what I mean by that is is that businesses which have you know this sustainable business model, you know, good for planet, good for people, um, and good for purpose, are the archetypal standard type of business that this becomes the normal way of conducting ourselves, and that you know, green enterprise is the um, is the is the way to go forward.
0: Amazing, and. Finally, if you were to give one piece of advice to others around getting started with sustainable marketing or sustainable business, what would it be?
1: Keep doing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah don't don't give up I think that perseverance is um, is is totally key I mean I look back on the the journey we've gone on over the past six seven years and if someone had even told me um, or given me an inclination that we'd be in the position to where we are now, I would have bitten their hand off. So I think, you know, that, um, that, uh, you know, that stubbornness to, to just, to just keep going, um, and, and keep and keep pushing forward. And I think, you know, the, the main thing there is about enjoy, in enjoyment. Um, yeah, I think for us and for everybody who works at Too Too good to go, one of the most satisfying things is waking up each morning, um, and knowing that what you've done the day before has actually had a, a really beneficial um, and positive impact on society and on on the environment. Yeah. So that way in which we can quantify success is, is 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 different to how other other businesses do it. And you know when you're when you are doing um, you know a social impact business, when you are you know using marketing as a as a force for good, mm-hmm. you know you can really reflect and see the 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 value which you offer to society. I think that's that's the great thing.
0: I think, yeah, I think, you have you know, through the work you do and through Too Good to Go, you've proved that that people and movements within communities are where the real power is, isn't it? It's not with governments and leaders. It's not with business. It's actually with the people who engage with you. They're the true drivers of change. Um, And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today um we will continue to spread the word around not that we need to but you know every every little (laughs) helps but um yeah jamie thank you so much for joining us today it's been fantastic thank Thank you. you so
1: much for having me on